News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, this is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, if you're uh, joining us here on the uh, airwaves, uh, or if you're joining us here on the KHMO app, or if you're joining us here on our On the Mark KHMO Facebook live stream, thank you so much for making us a part of your Saturday morning. Memorial Day weekend the official unofficial start to summer and uh, a lot of exciting things happening here in the quincy hannibal area twain on maine this weekend very very exciting you can't miss an opportunity to head down to hannibal for uh twain on maine watch uh, main street come alive and uh if you're watching on the uh, on the mark facebook stream you'll see that i'm wearing a cup my cubs uh polo and I'll, I'll just say that's all I'm going to talk about with the Cubs so far. I'm just, I don't have any time to talk about how pathetic the Cubs are. I'll just wear the polo so you know that emotionally I'm still supporting them and will always support my Cubs even though they are uh, quite literally letting me down big time this year. I, 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 again, don't want to spend valuable airtime on a team that is actively trying to lose. So I will not, but just know that if uh, you see me, if you turn on to the KHMO, on the Mark KHMO Facebook live stream, and you see the Cubs uh, polo, that's that's me still showing my emotional support, even though I refuse to talk and give them airtime beyond this little segment. All right, lots and lots to get to. Uh, the NBA, we got a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, so let's start with that. Has been headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Game seven coming on up Sunday evening, seven thirty on the Espen. Maybe it's on ABC. Either way, um, Heat versus Celtics. Let's just be honest about what the Heat versus Celtics has been so far, and I feel pretty good about my prediction with Heat versus Celtics. I think I said it was going to go six or seven games, and I would take the Heat. Honestly, this has been one of the most frustrating and weirdest NBA series I can ever remember watching as an adult. I, I mean, honestly, in in the past 15, 20 years that I've been religiously watching the NBA and the NBA playoffs, this series, it's got to be in the top three or four weirdest uh, frustrating series ever. I mean, neither one of these teams feels like they have the ability to just put the other team away. And there's two different reasons for it. Let's start with the Celtics. The Celtics, first off, if you're a Celtics fan, you've got to be in utter turmoil. If you're a Celtics fan, you've got to be frustrated beyond belief. If you're a Celtics fan, you've got to be looking in the mirror this morning going, what do we need to do? What is wrong with this team? The Celtics don't have the legitimate dog in them. They just don't have it. 
if this and and you thought maybe the Celtics the dog was going to come out because they they win game five in Miami. And, you know, Miami's a little injured. Miami is kind of beaten down. Kyle Lowry was looking like a shell of himself in this series. Maybe his career over type of series. I mean, just look bad. Bad. I mean, they, all right, the young guys, Tatum, Smart, Brown, Robert Williams, they're just going to kind of put the old dog out to pasture, move on from the, from the heat, win this thing in game six, and get on to an NBA Finals. And what happens? There's zero dog. Zero dog shows up in game six at home. And the the true dog of this series, the true fighter, Jimmy Butler, puts on a magical 47-point performance. Uh, Big steals, big defensive stops, and absolutely shows up as the man of this series. He, He looked around and said, I get it, Tatum. You got an adorable son. You're not 22 years old anymore, but you ain't the man on this court. I'm the man on this court. I, he just he just showed up and was like, I'm the dog. I'm the man. I am the one who's going to extend this series and who's going to push everyone else around. And so the Celtics are inf- absolutely infuriating in that way because the Celtics have the scoring. The Celtics have the offense. The Celtics have the defense at times. And then the Celtics also are capable of these weird uh, malaise-esque performances. I mean, the Celtics in game six, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Robert Williams, Marcus Smart, and Jalen Brown, their star lineup, when they're all on the floor together, none of them were in the plus, all minus. Al Horford minus 14, Marcus Smart minus 12. That's embarrassing for the guy who just won defensive player of the year in a game six at home. And it wasn't much better, I mean, you know, for anyone else on, on the Celtics. Now, the Celtics are going to look at game six if they lose this series, and it's very possible they lose the series. And if they do, they got to look at game six and figure out what happened coaching-wise and what happened locker room chemistry-wise for them to completely blow that game, to completely blow the game. And I'm not sure exactly what happened. I know that Jimmy Butler showed up and became the man and the alpha and the dog on the court. I know that happened. But I don't really know what happened for the Celtics to not be able to match that consistently. And I and I mean, listen, Tatum only took 12 shots. He let Marcus Smart go 4 or 15 and take take more shots. I think that has to be examined if you're the Celtics. But I also think that Jason Tatum is the type of superstar that needs a Marcus Smart on his team. He is Jason Tatum's a lot more like Kevin Durant than he is like a Jimmy Butler or a LeBron James where he's, you know, he's the alpha on this team. He's the dog. Giannis is more like a LeBron, more like a Jimmy Butler, where it's like, no, 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 that guy, he's going to take the shots. He, the things are going to run through him. Now, maybe Tatum, he's still young-ish. Maybe Tatum, because Giannis wasn't that way three years ago. Giannis has become that now. Where it's like, no, 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 get out of his way. He will take the shots. We will live and die by him being our alpha and our, and our you know, everything. 
So it's really, really got to be frustrating if you're a Celtics fan waking up this morning. For the Miami Heat, on the, on the flip side, this is exactly what you want to see. You want to see your superstar, Jimmy Butler, win you a game on the road to extend the series. And now you have all the chips in. Game seven at home. This is why you're the one seed. And if you're Miami, you got to be feeling pretty good because Kyle Lowry came back from the dead. And if you can get 15 to 18 points from Kyle Lowry, then you could maybe win an NBA championship. Like, I mean, that that's how crazy it is. Kyle, Kyle Lowry comes back from the dead. He shoots well from three. He gives you 18 points. Um, he gives you the 10 assists. And if you can get that from Kyle Lowry in a game seven, I can trust that Jimmy Butler will get his. He will get his shots. He will score. And then, you know, you got to hope that Struess, Hero maybe can show up. You know, Robinson, he, he was ineffective in game six, but Oladipo can score off the bench. I, I think Bam out of bio. If, if Kyle Lowry shows up for about 18 points, if Jimmy Butler, he doesn't have to be 47 points in, you know, all world, but they're very capable of winning game seven. Very, very capable. Uh, in order for the Miami Heat to win game seven at home, I think that's exactly what needs to happen. Kyle Lowry's got to be good for about 15. Bam Adebayo's got to show up big defensively, give you about 12 to 15. Jimmy Butler's got to score 30-plus. And then you hope that Oladipo and some sort of mix of Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, and Strauss can combine for close to 30, 30-something points. And the, and the Miami Heat could win very easily win game seven. For the Boston Celtics to win game seven on the road, Marcus Smart cannot take more shots than Jason Tatum. I think it's pretty much as simple as that. Jason Tatum has got to have a huge offensive scoring game. Marcus Smart's focus has to be on the defensive end of causing Jimmy Butler to get flustered and get out of his rhythm. And uh, and they got to really hope that Kyle Lowry goes back to Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry like he was games one through five. I, you know, and maybe that part of that is Marcus Smart. Maybe part of that's the, the, the Williamses showing up and doing what they need to do defensively and offensively. Uh, but this is a I, – I have no idea what's going to happen game seven. If you force me to pick, I like the Heat at home like I did before the series started. I, I trust Jimmy Butler more than I trust Jason Tatum right now. And I know that's crazy because Jason Tatum just put away the Bucks and they were great, but I, I just think that – this is the type of matchup where I haven't seen enough from the Celtics in this series consistently to feel like they can win a Game 7 on the road. I just haven't. So I'll trust the uh, Miami Heat if I had to make a prediction. But otherwise, I think it's going to be a must-watch game. I don't think it's going to be one of these blowouts. I think both of these teams um, will show up for Game 7, and I think it'll be a great game. Great game. Lower scoring. I think to grind it out, I think it'll be a little sloppy. I think you're going to see some real chippiness. NBA trip to the NBA Finals on the line. And I think it's going to be a, it could be a early career defining moment for Jason Tatum. And it could once again be a Hall of Fame type of moment for J Jimmy Butler. He did it once for the Heat in the bubble. 
Can he do it again and get the heat back? Jimmy Butler does not need to win an NBA title to make the Hall of Fame and to be considered uh, one of the most unique players in NBA history, especially in an era of the three ball and of the, the whiny superstar. He is the, you know, not true 90s NBA star and is doing it in an era where 90s basketball just cannot thrive and he's making it thrive somehow with a great heat culture. Uh, Jimmy Butler has a chance to to really maybe make a case for the Hall of Fame if he can lead the Heat to two NBA Finals in four years, and uh, and who knows? Once you get in the finals, like like the the Raptors did with the Warriors a couple years ago, you never know. Speaking of the Warriors, let's take a break. When we come back, we will turn our attention to the Western Conference champion Warriors, uh, and also we'll talk a little bit on the Dallas Mavericks and why I think. The Dallas Mavericks, you don't need to go too far back in history to figure out what the Mavericks are and what they need to do to take that next step. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHML, the KHML app, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Stick around. We're live and local on America's Home Talk News Channel 1070 KHML on this Memorial Day weekend. Hey, Cardinals fans. Sir, doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care and get tested. The government requires insurance companies to cover not only colonoscopy, but a range of tests, including virtual colonoscopy and other less invasive exams. Talk to your doctor about your options today. For more information on virtual colonoscopy, visit radiologyinfo.org. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime power train warranty on new and used vehicles. Um, they're... they're absolute network of dealerships is just incredible. So check them on out. Tell them Mark sent you. All right, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The Golden State Warriors are the 2021-2022 NBA champions. Clap it up. Congrats to the Warriors. They just won another title. I'll predict it now. I, I, I have no qualms, no issues saying that the Golden State Warriors are going to win the NBA title. None whatsoever. I know I just spent 15 minutes talking about the Heat and the Celtics, and I said both of them could possibly win a title, but it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The Warriors are winning the title. And let's just, now that I put that out there, let's take a step back. Let me walk you back through why I feel this way. What we, what we have to see is, the Warriors have built something that is so unique and so um, special that I don't, again, I don't remember a time in NBA history that I felt this way about another team. You know, the Warriors were on such a magical run. Five straight finals, three championships, you know, they lose one to LeBron, then they lose one to Kawhi. The one they win, lose to Kawhi started a two-and-a-half-year run of almost just devastation for the Warriors where they lose KD to injury and they lose KD. 
they lose Clay to injury, then they lose Clay to injury again. They lose the finals, and Steph goes. Uh, you think, oh, all right, well, Steph will have his chance to shine again. He breaks his wrist. They miss that season. They get the number one overall pick. They get Wiseman, but then he gets injured. And you think that the Warriors just can't catch a break. They come back last year. Uh, you know, Steph gets them into that play in tourney. They lose those games. You think, man, the Warriors is not going to be the same. And and to be honest with you, I went back to my preseason predictions. I thought the Warriors would be good. I didn't think they'd be Western Conference Finals winning good. And what has the Warriors done? Well, they've won 18 Western Conference playoff series. Since Steve Kerr take over as the coach, they're undefeated in the Western Conference, and this this run to me helps put either a bookend on what the Warriors have done in the Warriors dynasty and how special it's been, or it is a restart of a window for the Warriors that could be another year or two run where they could win a title. I think they win this year. And depending on how they revamp the roster, I don't I don't see how the Warriors aren't in title contention for the next two years, depending on what they do with Wiseman, uh, Draymond Green, and 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 moving some other parts around Steph Clay and Stephen Clay. Uh, you know, you have Poole, you have Gary Payton the second. You know, you have some young guards you like to to spice in. You got to find is Wiseman a part of the future going forward? So they went through. Heckin' back the last two years, a little over two years, with the loss to the Raptors, the bubble, the COVID, uh, you know, losing KD, losing uh, Clay twice. And shout out to Clay Thompson. Dude tears his ACL, dude tears his Achilles, and he scores 32 points in a series game five clincher. For the Warriors, uh, you know, it looked like vintage Clay, eight of sixteen of three, and um, to me, we know Steph Curry is not LeBron. We know he's not Giannis. We know he's he's not Michael. But what Steph Curry is, and I think we all know this now, and it and it deserves to be a part of his legacy, and it's why. Steph Curry, to me, is the second greatest point guard of all time. Magic one, Steph two. On my all-NBA teams, I've done that before on the show. I may have to do that again, you know, and solidify it. You know, the all-NBA teams, he's my he's all-NBA second of all time, to me, as the starting point guard, and behind only Magic Johnson. And But I think what you add to Steph Curry's legacy after this run is what you add is that as long as Steph Curry has competence around him or more, then he is absolutely a threat to win a title. He's a threat. Steph Curry has proven since 2014 that if he has at least one running mate and and help defensively, then he's a threat to win a title. He didn't have that the last two years. He was injured bubble year and then last year they didn't have enough around him Draymond was out too much he didn't have enough defense Wiseman was out too much no clay and you know he was able to get a playoff you know make it into squeak it into those in games but when Steph has so that's why he's not LeBron and Giannis so let me finish that point LeBron and Giannis don't need competence around them we've seen it They don't need competence around them to get to the playoffs and make a run. 
I mean, LeBron took a joke of a Cavs roster to the NBA Finals against the Spurs. He took a joke of a Cavs roster to the NBA Finals against the Warriors. Giannis has made deep playoff runs with way less than Steph had. And now when Steph has competence around him, you got Clay back, you got Draymond healthy for this run, Poole is really nice off the bench, you have Looney and some other guys, boom, they're in. They're they're 18-0. They're 18-0. Now, when Steph has KD and other things, I mean, yeah, they're, they're greatest teams of all time. And this Warriors team is going to win the NBA title, and they're not going to be considered a you know a 90s Bulls and a, a, you know Warriors with KD. This is not an all-time great team. They're, they would not be able to compete with, I think, even some of those Tim Duncan Spurs teams or those Kobe Bryant-Laker teams, uh, certainly in the early 2000s, but even with uh, Pau Gasol. It's not an all-time great team. They'll win the title and not be an all-time great team. That's okay. We can establish that. We don't have to argue that they're an all-time great team. That Raptors team with Kawhi Leonard won the title. They're not an all-time great team. In fact, I think that Raptors team versus this Warriors team would be an, a really great series. It could be an all-time great series. So what I'm trying to say is, it's, is that Steph is unique, and we know that. And I think this season is helping, and this title run is helping put Steph's legacy into a little bit more clarity. Steph Curry is that type of superstar that as long as he has competence around him that fits him well, they are an absolute title threat. And that is the best compliment you can give a guy that's not in that elite top five Michael, Kobe, LeBron, Giannis type of category. Where those guys are in their prime, they don't need anything around them. They could be a t- they're, they're a title threat. Those are the special, special top few guys. Steph is the leader of the pack of that next group. And that next group is a great group to be in. There's a lot of great, great superstars in that group. Larry Bird, uh, you know, Tim Duncan, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, those are those are elite, elite players. There's only five, you know, maybe guys that I would put in the, they don't need anything around them and they could be a title threat. Um, so, you know, I, I'm predicting the Warriors. If you want me to get into that a little bit more, how do the Warriors match up against the Buck? I mean, against the Heat? I think the Warriors are just as scrappy as the Heat. They'll, they'll play both small, really small. Bam could be an issue at times if he gets aggressive offensively. But again, if you if, let Bam score all he wants. As long as Jimmy's not going for 47. I think the Warriors can handle the the guards and they can outshoot the Heat. I think the, the Warriors Heat is a pretty easy Warriors in five or six. I think the Heat will be able to steal a game. Jimmy will get a game. Maybe they get two because of a really special defensive effort as well. But I'd feel very confident in the Warriors uh, in that game. A- against the Celtics, again, Max, I'd go six. I think they'd win it easily in five or six. Warriors-Celtics would be an offensive, really firepower type of matchup. And I think that the Warriors can guard and and they can throw guys at Jason Tatum just like they threw guys at Luka. I think the Warriors are not scared of Marcus Smart because they have Draymond Green. And I think that Steph absolutely can take advantage of the backcourt for the Celtics. 
at times because what are you, you're going to have to, you know, Marcus Smart's going to have to deal with Clay and Steph and Jordan Poole. So there's going to be times when each one of them gets their runoff. I just think the Celtics don't have the team chemistry and the and the scoring to hang with the Warriors. The Heat definitely don't have the scoring to hang with the Warriors. And even though I think the Heat may have the team chemistry to hang with the Warriors, the Warriors have, I just think, um, such a unique identity. They know exactly what they are at times. They always know where to go at times. The Heat don't. So I like the Heat. I, I mean, excuse me, I like the Celtics focus. I like the Warriors to win the NBA title. And I'm saying that now because, again, the next time I'll be with you is next Saturday. That series, the finals already be underway. I like the Warriors to win the title. Either series, no way it's going seven. I think they'll take care of the Heat in max six and the Celtics in max set, uh, six. I, I like the Warriors to uh, cap off this dynasty, but also, depending on what the... Bucks do in the offseason and, and make a couple moves. I, I mean, the to me, the Bucks are the only legitimate threat in the East to win titles right now. So, and I know that's weird because they lost the Celtics, but if they had a healthy Chris Middleton, I don't think they lose. So I think the Bucks are the only threat to win titles in the East right now. The Warriors are uh, certainly, at this point in time, they don't need anything, depending on what Wiseman it happens. Like, the Warriors are obviously... You know, proved us all wrong that in the Western Conference, they're still the top dog. So I think this is the beginning of a new little like two year title window for the Warriors. I could, uh, and I, I'll, I'll predict that they win the championship this year and, and, and it really helps cement Steph, Clay, and Draymond, you could argue, as one of the top big threes of all time. And depending on how many more titles they win, they're not. Michael, Scotty, and Dennis. They're not that. But beyond that, I, I could argue maybe they are the next best three, you know, combine. You know, are they are they Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker? They're close. They're really close. Really close, depending on if they, you know, especially if they win this title. All right, uh, quickly, I want to mention the Mavs before I go to break. Listen, the Dallas Mavericks, to me, it's really simple. They have to build around Luka in a very specific way, and they could be very dangerous. Luka Doncic is a volume shooter who doesn't play defense well. He's like Steph. He's a lot like Steph Curry. He's a volume shooter who is a superstar, and he doesn't love playing defense. Can play it in moments, in spurts, can be pretty good at it. So you need to find yourself a two-guard who is like a Pat Beverly in his prime, who's like a Marcus Smart. Someone who is just willing to go out there and bleep and grind every day. Then you need to find yourself for Luka... A stretch four who absolutely can shoot the lights out, but can also clear the lane for Luca. So uh, you know, if I'm the if I'm the Mavs, I, if I'm the Mavs. I need a stretch four who's willing to shoot the three and be that guy who can you know t- take you know like a Chris Bosh. Like if the Dallas Mavericks can find a Chris Bosh and a and a Marcus Smart, they're a title threat. 
I don't want to call out current names. I'm not, you know, I'm bad. The NBA is so confusing with their contracts, who's tradable, who's not, you know, for agency. I think, though, the Dallas Mavericks, if they're trying to get themselves a Zach Levine, I think that's the wrong play. You need a stud defensive guard who's willing to do all that dirty work so Luka doesn't have to. And then you either need a brilliant, you know, you either need a Chris Bosh or you need a Carmelo Anthony. One of those, another guy who's just can guarantee get a bucket whenever they need to. And if you can find that guy, that type of guy, a stretch four to match with Luka and a Marcus Smart or a Pat Bev in his prime, you can build the rest of the roster. Luka makes all the rest of the roster C's into B's, B's into A's. But you need that other A, that Bosch, and then you need that really incredible A defender in a Marcus Smart. And all of a sudden, the Mavs are a legitimate title threat every year. Every year, as long as Luka's healthy. And he's fun to watch, and he's special. He is. Luka is quickly becoming another guy that you add into that LeBron category of he doesn't need much around him to be a title threat, as you saw it this year. Doesn't have much around him, and he, they may be the second best team in the league that left. You know what I mean? I, I think the Mavs could easily have beaten the, the Heat or the Celtics. I think those are seven game series. You know, and I think all three of those teams, Celtics, Mavs, and Heat, are five or six game series against the Warriors. Just the way it is. You'll listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. When we come back, I put my prediction hat on, power rankings, first official power rankings for the NFL offseason. The next time I'll do power rankings will be uh, before the season or if there's some sort of other monumental change. I don't predict that happening, but I'm going to lay it on out here so now you know how I feel about the teams and where we are in tra- as training camps open. And we start getting uh, getting closer and closer uh, to preseason action. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. It's the Dana Show. The worst aspects of totalitarianism that you know, that was just the end stages of it. That wasn't something that happened overnight. It festered for years, sometimes even for generations, before the worst things that are associated with totalitarianism happen. And you know what? One of the best checks on that is voting. Because these people can't get power and they can't get access to your kids if you vote to keep them out. The Dana Show. Saturday nights on KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Technology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Partly cloudy skies today. Daytime highs approaching 79. Southerly winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Mainly clear skies and quiet tonight. Lows around 65. A blend of clouds and sun tomorrow. High of 90. Right now 64. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you. Mike Kunis, Honda Hyundai, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from in their network of dealers. If you're looking for something specific, they're going to have it. Uh, What I also love about the Kunis Auto Group as a family is that they have the ability to find you the model and and the brand of vehicle you're looking for, even if 
you know, you're not necessarily looking for a new Honda, a new Hyundai, stop by the dealership because they have the the Cunis, uh, you know, Dodge, you know, and uh, uh, Ram and dealers in Monmouth and stuff. You know, you can get different brands. Stop by 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. They will find what you're looking for because of their network of dealers. Uh, tell them Mark sent you. All right. NFL power rankings. So I was explaining to our Facebook live audience off the air uh, here during this last break why I feel it's important for me to do a power rankings now. It's my first one for the 2022-2023 season. I don't do a ton of them throughout the year because I think once you start getting into the games, you know you can see with your eyes what what's working, what's not. And then you don't want to overreact week to week. Uh, this is this is where I'm going to put it out here. I think there these are the ten teams that should be talked about in the Super Bowl window. They, all ten of these teams, I feel like a third of the league have have an ability to compete for a Super Bowl. And really, I'll be honest. Beyond the ten, I don't think anyone else should be in the Super Bowl discussion. And and I'll and I'll you know list out some teams that I feel like. You're going to be like, Mark, how could you not have them in the top 10? And, I, and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why I don't think they're comfortable being in this Super Bowl discussion. So let's start with it. Uh, number 10, the Green Bay Packers. Now, you may say, well, I can't believe the Packers are this low. I mean, listen, there is a lot of question marks about the Packers. The Packers are getting the nod in the 10th spot because I think the NFC is weak, and they do have Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers – I know more than anyone, and I've enjoyed it. He has struggled in the playoffs the last couple of years. But when you have Aaron Rodgers uh, and you have a weak NFC, they are a Super Bowl threat and should be in the Super Bowl discussion. Now, they are, to me, the very fringe of the NFC Super Bowl discussion. They are the line of demarcation. Anyone below them in the NFC, no chance for a Super Bowl. The teams above them... I think their chance for the Super Bowl is better than the Packers, mainly because I've seen them perform against the Packers, and I do think they're better than the Packers, but there's not many teams in the NFC ranked above the Packers. We go to number nine. That's the San Francisco 49ers. They, to me, are only above the Packers because I just watched them beat the Packers. I think their culture and their defensive line – and their offensive weapons and their coach are all better than the Packers. Now, their quarterback situation, obviously not better than the Packers. But is it really not that much better than the Packers? I know you're going to just say I'm a Packers hater, but Aaron Rodgers stunk in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers had every opportunity to be great at home in the playoffs, and he stunk. And he just lost his offensive coordinator, Getze. He's in Chicago now. He just lost uh, his quarterback coach, and he lost his offensive coordinator, Hackett. Hackett, he is in, you know, Denver with Russell Wilson. We'll talk about them in a bit. So, you know, I, I got to be honest. I I feel pretty strongly, pretty strongly about putting the, the Niners ahead of the Packers. And I feel pretty strongly that even though the Niners – could be starting a second-year kid who we haven't seen much of Trey Lance. Their quarterback situation may not be that much worse than the Packers. I know that seems controversial, but nothing I have... I Listen, you can go back to like Aaron Rodgers historically great. Yeah, it's not 2011. It's not 2012 anymore. It's 2022. 
And I have recent evidence of the last three playoff runs where Aaron Rodgers has not been good in the playoffs. So, uh, yes, I believe the, the Niners are a team in the NFC that could capitalize on a weaker NFC. And when push comes to shove, if they get a matchup against the Packers, I feel better than them against the Packers. Now, we're about to go on a run of, of the next eight teams Six of them are AFC teams. <laughs> so, so yeah, I like the AFC a lot more than the NFC this year, and I think anyone would be dumb to think that the NFC has more Super Bowl contenders than the AFC. It's just not true. It's just not true. So let's go on this AFC run, shall we? Uh, at eight, I have the Ravens. And I think that is a uh, not a controversial at all. I think the Ravens are very poised to have a bounce-back year. They have an MVP in Lamar Jackson. They have a defense that is retooled. They have a head coach who's done it. They have a great culture. And I think that the Ravens are a team that not a lot of people are talking about. Everyone's high in the Browns. Everyone's high in the Chargers, myself included. Everyone is high on, uh, you know, even the Steelers got their rookie quarterback. You know, what can they do? I think the Ravens are not getting talked about. I think the Ravens are really good with the press clipping stuff. I think the Ravens have a great head coach. They have a great quarterback. They have an improved defense. I'm, I don't know about their weapons, but they have the ultimate weapon at quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So I think the Ravens are certainly uh, Super Bowl contenders. And it would it shock me if the Ravens are playing in an AFC title game against any of the AFC teams I'm about to list above them? Absolutely not. It would not shock me at all today if you're telling me, Ravens Bengals, Ravens Chiefs, Ravens Bills, Ravens Broncos in the AFC title game wouldn't shock me at all. Ravens belong ahead of the Packers and the Niners on this list for sure. Uh, number seven, I will go the Chargers. I'll give the Chargers the slight nod over the Ravens because I think the Chargers are very capable of offensively competing with the Ravens and defensively, I do like their personnel better than the Ravens. Now, do I like the Ravens, the, the Chargers coaching better than the Ravens? Probably not. And do I have a lot of historical faith in the Chargers? Absolutely not. But Justin Herbert, I think, poised for a big year. He's got his weapons. He's got Mike Williams back. Uh, they add Khalil Mack to a defense that was already very, very good. And I think that is some scary, scary stuff. Some really scary stuff. The problem with the Chargers face is their division has Denver and Kansas City. But I will say, if the Chargers can find a way to make it to the playoffs, any of the AFC West teams that make it to the playoffs are going to be battle bleep and tested. So they're not going to be scared of anyone uh, going into the playoffs. And I and I think whatever team uh, of the AFC West make it out of the playoffs, they're going to be very, very ready to go. Uh, I will put the Denver Broncos just ahead of them purely because of Russell Wilson. And I think this is a, a, a Denver team that has a little bit of an easier schedule than the Chargers. And I think that Russell Wilson is going to be a man on a mission. And he got exactly what he wanted. He got the Tom Brady treatment. He got to pick his destination, kind of go where he wanted to go. He got an offensive coach. And I think you're going to see a Russell Wilson that is highly, highly motivated, puts up a lot of stats to share. I put them slightly ahead of the Chargers. Let's go to Tampa next at five. Tampa gets the nod ahead of some of these other teams 
Not because I think they're a better team, but they have Tom Brady and they're in the weaker NFC. Really, to me, Tampa, their only concern is the Rams. And the Rams, remember, they had the Rams beat dead in the water at home. Now, the Rams get the nod above Tampa because I saw what the Rams were able to do. And I think the Rams got better this offseason. So I'll keep them ahead of Tampa. But who knows where this season could lie. The Ram, the, the, the Buccaneers are absolutely Super Bowl contenders. They're absolutely the second-best team in the NFC. And I think it's not that close. I think the Rams and the, and the, and the Bucs are not that far apart. But I think the drop between the Bucs and the, the Niners and the Packers is a sizable gap. Sizable gap. And a lot of that's because they got the GOAT. Uh, number four, let's go Bengals. Yeah, I know a lot of people are down on the Bengals, and they're going to say you got to put the Broncos ahead, the Chargers ahead. I'm not going to do it. I love Joe Burrow. I think they're building a unique culture in Cincinnati. As long as Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are healthy, their offense can, can compete with anyone. Uh, their offensive line is going to be still improved, a younger offensive line that's growing together. Uh, defensively, I think they filled a couple holes. I like the Bengals draft. I think, you know, they have a, a coach who has got a ton of confidence and a ton of experience, Zach Taylor. No reason to think the Bengals will not be competitive and be battling in an AFC championship game. If it's Bengals, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Bengals, Broncos, Bengals, Ravens in the AFC title game, would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Bengals at four. Bills at three. That, to me, is just Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. Um, Josh Allen and his offense, I think, got better. I like the taking the cook out of Georgia for the running back. I think the the, the Bills offensively are going to be uh, even better this year. I think defensively, uh, they will still be good. They they filled a couple holes, and again, it's just Josh Allen. Josh Allen to me is the third best quarterback in the NFL, and um, as long as he's playing quarterback at in Buffalo, they are a Super Bowl contender. And uh, again, if it's Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Bills, Ravens, AFC Championship game, not shocked by that at all. Uh, they could even be hosting it. I think they're head and shoulders above their own division. I think they have a weaker division comparatively, especially if you look at the AFC West. And uh, the Bills could easily be the one seed again. Um, and, and not again, but easily could be competing for the one seed again in the AFC. I'll give the Chiefs number two because, again, they have the best quarterback in the NFL, and that's Patrick Mahomes. I do like their draft. I think they went all in on defense. I think their defense, again, just has to be able to be make one or two stops a game because offensively they're going to be electric. I actually think Tyree Kill, even though they lost him, is going to be a real unique opportunity for Kansas City. People were starting to have the playbook on Kansas City, right? Now, God only knows what Pat, what Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid are cooking up without Tyreek Hill. What is this offense going to look like? I, I might be the only one who's very fascinated to see what that offense looks like. I think it could be have a chance to be better because it's going to be uh, something we haven't seen yet. What does the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes look like with no Tyreek Hill consistently? I cannot wait to see what Andy Reid is cooking on up. And number one, the Rams. I think the Rams got better. They're the Super Bowl champs, and the NFC is very weak. They can get through the Bucks, and they got Allen Robinson now to go along with Cooper Cup. Rams are scary. The Rams should be number one, and they are my number one. 
And uh, so there you go. Anyone else I don't think should be in the Super Bowl con- t- talk. I do not think the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Cleveland Browns should be in the talk for the Super Bowl. None of the other AFC East teams but Buffalo. No one from the AFC South. And the Raiders are not in the Super Bowl talk. It, no NFC East team should be in the Super Bowl talk. No other NFC North team but the Packers should be in the Super Bowl talk. No other NFC South team but the Saint, uh, the Bucks should be in the Super Bowl talk. And the Cardinals and the Seahawks should not be in the Super Bowl talk. That's just how I feel. All right, quick last break. When we come back, two little quick topics. We'll wrap it up. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. All right, welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Faith family giving back. That is Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. Uh, to wrap up the show, Colin Kaepernick, he gets a workout with the Raiders. I think it's actually a unique and uh, move for the Raiders. The Raiders um, don't need a, a, a strong backup quarterback. They need someone in practice who can go against that they feel like can mimic Mahomes, mimic Herbert, and mimic Wilson. And Colin Kaepernick, I haven't seen him play, but he sounds like the type of guy who could do a good job for them in practice mimicking those guys. If you tell Colin Kaepernick, hey – I need you to get us ready to face Patrick Mahomes mobility-wise and some throwing angle stuff. I think Kaepernick could do that. If you tell him, hey, I think you, I need, we need you to predict Russell Wilson's shiftiness in the pocket and mobility, I think he can do that. And I think if you need Colin Kaepernick to say, hey, we need you to give us looks of what Justin Herbert's giant deep ball looks like and his strength in the pocket and running ability, I think Colin Kaepernick can do that. So I think it's that's, to me, why he would be brought in, and that's why he would be valuable to them. Uh, but again, do you want to deal with then all the media that comes with Colin Kaepernick getting a job? I have no qualms with him getting that job, and if I think he could be useful to the Raiders in that way. And then finally... Uh, the Lakers hired Dar- Darvin Ham as their new uh, coach, former NBA player, longtime assistant. Listen, the Lakers, I think this is a smart move. They need to get away from the Lakers' lore. I think they need someone to say, hey, you know, new voice. LeBron doesn't get to handpick. And like, the Lakers need more talent, and they need youth. And Darvin Ham hopefully can register with those younger guys and the guys they bring in around LeBron. And hopefully, you know, LeBron must have signed off on this in some way, shape, or form, so I'm okay with the hire. Uh, They need more help than that. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram.